front matter to throw broadland in a braden punt by john nolittle a pseudonym of the writer and naturalist arthur henry patterson this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Through Broadland in a Braden Punt by John Nolittle Front Matter To my many East Coast friends, I dedicate this little book. As I love nature, as I love singing birds and gleaming stubble and flowing rivers and morning and evening and summer and winter, I love thee, my friend, by Thoreau. And nature, the old nurse, took the child upon her knee, saying, Here is a story-book thy father hath written for thee. Come wander with me, she said, into regions yet untrod, and read what is still unread in the manuscripts of God and he wandered away and away with nature the dear old nurse who sang to him night and day the rhymes of the universe by henry wadsworth longfellow author's note the following chapters originally appeared in the autumn of nineteen nineteen in the columns of the eastern daily press and met with a most gratifying reception from the readers of that popular newspaper many of whom strongly urged me to republish them in permanent book form i have to thank the editor of that paper for reserving to me the right of republication and also one of his assistants for a discriminating use of the blue pencil in eliminating certain small portions of matter of an ephemeral character that were more suited to current journalism than in a published volume the chapters were written as i proceeded on my voyage mostly in the punt under the stars at other times when drifting on the tides or leisurely waiting for wind and tide signed John Nolittle, March the 6th, 1920. Preface to Second Edition With some degree of trepidation, the first edition of this little book was prepared for the press. Its reception by those who know and love Broadland, and many more who are not ill-disposed towards my output of nature scribbling, has been not only flattering to myself but satisfactory to my publisher to whom i am greatly indebted for his enterprise in these days of expensive materials and costly labour and if my endeavours to interest my friends and a considerable reading public have succeeded in giving them pleasure and an increased love for the delightful inland waterways of Norfolk and Suffolk, what greater satisfaction can I desire? Signed, John Nolittle. Ibis House, Great Yarmouth, June the 1st, 1920. Introduction Dear 
john know little i do not think that any book of yours requires an introduction but since you wish for one here it is close on half a century ago i was sitting in my home in shropshire reading the field when i came across an article by one greville f descriptive of the norfolk broads up to that time my boating experiences had consisted only of voyages down west country rivers and canals in a homemade rob roy canoe in norfolk there seemed more scope for a water vagabond i had just passed my final examination for the law and procuring a legal journal i searched the advertisements and found one for a managing clerk in a norwich office i applied at once and obtained the post on the evening of my arrival in norwich i strolled as far as the river and jumped on board a wherry drifting downstream to be landed past midnight on the brundle marshes whence i walked back getting to my lodgings between two and three in the morning to find my landlady sitting up for me and wondering what kind of a young man her new lodger was that was the beginning of the fascination which the broad district had for me and i indulged in it to the uttermost in all sorts of craft from yarwhelps upwards until they grew too big from motives of comfort and had to be taken to sea and to dutch waterways but in those old days the wildness and silence of the broads were complete the sight of another sail was an event in the day now the rivers are in the summer gay with craft it is only in that most beautiful period of the year late autumn that the old charm revives no wonder some old stagers complain one day i sat at lunch in a restaurant next a stranger who was talking of the broads to some friends he said that fellow christopher davies has spoiled the broads completely if ever i meet him i will punch his head for him i remarked here he sits punch away he looked at me gravely for a few seconds and then said what will you take to drink i went one evening last summer in nineteen nineteen to my cottage by brony fen broad horning on purpose to hear the booming of the bitterns which my marshman assured me was a beastly nuisance keepin him awake but it was past eleven before the sounds of the motor horns on the road the sirens of motor boats on the river and the cries of revellers subsided sufficiently and then while sitting in the porch watching both a brown owl and a white owl flitting about the garden and a nightjar circling the tops of the apple trees i heard at intervals the fivefold note of the bittern a weird sound which no word can accurately describe my keeper 
when he first heard it within a hundred yards of the cottage, thought it was a cow struggling in the bog. Now, while you and I are equally sympathetic with the wildlife of the waterside, my surplus energies were directed to sport, and yours to the accurate chronicling of your observations in the field of natural history, so that your life's work will be of more use to those who come after us than mine. Your other books have an honoured place in my special library, but your present venture is a reversion to the personal type which is common to us both, and will, I think, appeal strongly to the ever-increasing number of readers who feel the rebound from ultra-civilization to the call of the wild, such wild at all events, as is still possible in this well-regulated land of ours. I hope that the crews of the Yarwhelp will result in a good cargo being brought into port. Yours sincerely, George Christopher Davies End of Front Matter